when you throw in a barbecue, mm-hmm. what kind of food do you like to have at said party? Well, I got to have some hamburgers, some hot dogs, and of course some barbecue. It's a barbecue party. It's a barbecue party. Some pulled pork. Coleslaw. Coleslaw. Uh, potato salad. Potato chips. And you got to have a Caesar side salad mm-hmm. in one of those big aluminum aluminum foil container things. So you can easily throw that away when it gets rotten and gross and wilty. Mm. You can't forget those buns. You got to have some good soft mm-hmm. buns. And my favorite thing about a barbecue is? What? Murder. except there was no murder at this barbecue that we're about to talk about it was a boring boring barbecue the most boring of boring i think the guy that had the most fun was in the bathroom washing his hands oh my god i think that would be more fun than watching me just have to read this book in the mirror yep because that's why i was talking to myself in the mirror saying what am i doing here why did i waste all this time listening to this audiobook accurate but now I do want some coleslaw. So I want I want a barbecue party. You wanna have one? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. So today's audiobook is Truly Madly Guilty, for some reason I keep wanting to say Truly Madly Deeply in all my texts to you when I say, let's read Truly Madly Deeply. <laughs> but no, it's Truly Madly Guilty. 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 The author is Leanne Moriarty. Which you may remember from Big Little Lies. Yes. The narrator is Caroline Lee. Who you may also remember from Big Little Lies. <laughs> and the publisher is Macmillan Audio. Who I don't know if you will remember from Big Little Lies, because I'm not sure if they published that one. (laughs) Gotta go back in the archive. (laughs) And the audiobook release date was July 26, 2016. So literally like a year. Yeah. It's another one that's about to have its birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. Wish you never been born. Guilty. Sorry. Sorry. We'll get to that. The duration of this audiobook is 17 hours and 27 minutes, aka the longest book in history. I was ready to murder myself. Oh my goodness. The genre is psychological thrillers, which <laughs> I'm a little confused. <laughs> if this was a psychological thriller, then I'm actually a dog in a person's body. Exactly. Which I would love. <laughs> uh, domestic life, family life, which is very similar to domestic life. <laughs> Like, what's the difference between domestic and family? Exactly. And another genre I would add on here would be barbecue. Yes. Yeah, that barbecue (laughs) life. Barbecue life. With our summary, we have six responsible adults, three cute kids, which I beg to differ, but Mm -hmm. whatever, we'll get to that. One small dog. They don't even talk about that much. No, they don't. Ugh. False news. Yeah, right? Fraud. (laughs) It's just a normal weekend. What could possibly go wrong? In Truly Madly Guilty, Leanne Moriarty turns her unique, razor-sharp eye towards three seemingly happy families. Sam and Clementine had a wonderful, albeit busy life. They have two little girls. Sam has just started a new dream job, and Clementine, a celloist, is busy preparing for the audition of a lifetime. If there's anything they can count on, it's each other. Oh, what is this, beaches? 
No, it's family life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Clementine and Erica are each other's oldest friends. A single look between them can convey an entire conversation. (laughs) I was trying to share a conversation with you via look, and you were just looking judgmentally at the (laughs) write-up. I'm sorry. It was. I was like, what? But theirs is a complicated relationship. So when Erica mentions a last-minute invitation to a barbecue with her neighbors, Tiffany and Vid, Clementine and Sam... I always call her Clementine. (laughs) That's like Valentine's Day. Yes. (laughs) Clementine and Sam don't hesitate. Having Tiffany and Vid's larger-than-life personalities there will be a welcome respite. Two months later, it won't stop raining. And Clementine and Sam can't stop asking themselves the question... What if we hadn't gone? In Truly Madly Guilty, Leanne Moriarty takes on the foundations of our lives, marriage, sex, parenthood, and friendship. She shows how guilt can expose the fault lines in the most seemingly strong relationships, how what we don't say can be more powerful than what we do, and how sometimes it is the most innocent of moments that can do the greatest harm. Wow. That sounds real good. Sounds like an amazing book. Sounds phenomenal. But... We got some issues. We got some some issues. We ran into some family life problems. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's first talk about Miss Caroline Lee. Yes, who I still enjoyed in this book. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't lie. She was still enjoyable. I thought she was more enjoyable in this book than she was in mm. Big Little Lies. I agree, because I think in this book, you heard more of her range Mm -hmm. in terms of the voices that she does. For instance, Vid, you can definitely tell when his ass is talking. Oh, yeah. She was like, Vid, I'm Vid, I'm Vid. She just said that over and over and over again. There was no dialogue for Vid. It was just that. (laughs) I didn't really want to, like, say more because it was going to sound racist. Right. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) You get me. You get me. Yeah. But her voice for Vid was very... One point, mm-hmm. and it was enjoyable to hear that switch. Yeah. I also really enjoyed her overall tone for this book. I feel like in Big Little Lies, she was, like, really pitchy at times. Mm. And in this one, she just flowed very evenly. There was no high-strung-sounding voices mm-hmm. when she was just reading details. When she was in dialogue, she was also phenomenal, but there mm-hmm. was some parts where she would get a little high because that's what the characters called for. Yeah. But for the most part, in her general reading of the content, it was really, really nice. I do have to say that, and this is a problem with me with Big Little Lies as well, but Caroline Lee's pausing oh my gosh, was unnecessarily too long. So long. I mean, we both had to speed up the book pretty much immediately. Yeah, definitely. I I went from 1 to 1.5 in a matter of two minutes of the book. Oh, you got through two minutes? Yes. Oh, wow. I was like, come on, Miss Lee. Stop having these hour-long pauses between each sentence. Seriously, 17 hours of this book was pauses. Exactly. The book would have been 27 minutes if you just well read it. I wish this book was 27 minutes. Oh, my God. But when she was sped up, very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. I thought that she did a nice job for the most part with the transitions, mm-hmm. with what she was given. With what she was given, yeah. which is my pet peeve mm-hmm. of this audiobook. We're still surrounded by, like, lanterns at the moment in the studio. Yes. I just want to, like, burn my eyes out while I think Ooh. about this book. It makes you a little fly a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to stare at it. Like, I'm at a barbecue, but I'm mm-hmm. a mosquito at a barbecue. We need to get some off. Yes. Not brought to you by off. No. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> 
I really enjoyed Caroline Lee's performance, especially in terms of the emotion that she brought to the characters. Mm -hmm. When a character was crying or distressed, I really felt that. Or when even like there's some jealousy. Yeah. And just some negative feelings between Clementine and Erica. There was just that conflict. Yes. The frenemy yeah. way. I felt that from her voice, even though she doesn't do separate voices for the two, because I couldn't tell who was speaking at times, no. Erica or Clementine. But I could still feel that emotion of I'm supposed to be jealous or this friend yeah. is jealous at, the, at this moment. Yeah. I also, it was interesting that you brought up there wasn't much of a difference between the voices because there wasn't. Mm hmm. But I felt that it wasn't needed. Mm. Oddly enough, I felt like she was able to transform her voice just enough because Erica's very type A. Yeah. And Clementine is more bohemian, musically mm -hmm. inclined type of person. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it just comes through in Caroline's reading mm -hmm. of those two. So Erica is very buttoned up, and I felt like you could hear that in her voice, whereas Clementine is more free-flowing. Mm-hmm. And I thought you could hear that. And then Tiffany... Slut? Yes. Mm, she's a stripper. She, mm -hmm. She's a little bit more free, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. She's not buttoned up. Definitely not buttoned up. Literally. And you can really hear that as well. So it was mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah, and I think another point that I want to make because of the separate voices that she did not use in the audiobook is probably because it was a third person narrative. Mm -hmm. So the reader or the listener was hearing about these three families compared to having each family or even each person be a perspective and hearing that. Except when she did Vid's point of view, so she, had, weird. she had his accent throughout the entire section that he was doing. There was like two chapters of Vid. Yeah, where it was focused on him. Which was so weird as the narrator to be like the whole book, mm -hmm. a third person perspective with a group of families. And then narrow it down to vid. Yeah. It wasn't a first person book. So, I mean, it was from his point of view, but it was still a bird's eye view of yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of didn't make sense. And we've had books where the narrator reads in their normal accent and then the dialogue is in a British accent or mm -hmm. an Australian accent. But the general content of the book is still read in the narrator's home language or accent. Mm-hmm. And I think it works, but in this one, it was just kind of strange. It just, it threw me off. Chapter yeah. 30, I was like, did you just hear Vid talk? And you were like, no, not yet. And I yeah. was like, it's going to throw you, you off. You sent me that Snapchat and I was like, what? What <laughs> no, just happened here? That was a funny Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Your face was like in the whole screen. <laughs> I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It was good. Thank you, thank you. Just subscribe to Brad on Snapchat. Yes. I don't know what your Snapchat is. Bradley Snap Snap. Oh. <laughs> That was a strange point mm -hmm. because I also feel like when she did Sam, who's Clementine's husband, and Oliver, who is Erica's husband, she didn't switch her no. voices. She didn't make them deeper when it was their time to have mm -hmm. their point of view come across. Exactly. It makes me think that Caroline Lee was just trying to show off the way she does an accent for Vid. Yeah. like She was like, hey, I should try this thing. And they were like, oh my God, that would be great, Caroline. Great, Caroline. Can you do the other guys? Nope. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. We're just I can't. suddenly British. I can't. I can't. Sound we, we can't. Australian. Australia, uh. you, you got a good accent. <laughs> so, given the fact that she doesn't really change her voice too much except for Vids, I thought that she had a really high interest. Mm hmm. Plus, the fact that this is the third Leanne Moriarty book that she's done, 
Is it the third? I feel like she's done all of them. Mm-mm. No, I looked it up because I was like, I need these stats to be correct. So how yes. many has she done? And I was surprised that it was only three. She's done this, The Husband's Secret. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. And this one. And now Truly mm-hmm. Madly Guilty. Yeah. Ugh. I agree. So I I definitely feel like mm-hmm. she latched onto it early and yes. she didn't necessarily mm-hmm. didn't matter what the content was. So here's what I got to say about that. Okay. Take it away. I think Caroline Lee and I have a lot in common. Why? We loved The Husband's Secret. We loved Big Little Lies. And when we got to Truly Madly Guilty, we were amped. Mm-hmm. Me and Miss Lee, we were amped to read it. We were amped to listen. We loved it. But then when we got further into the book, we were like, all right, come on, Miss Moriarty. Where's the goods? Mm-hmm. Give it to us. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. So you sort of got lost and you started yes. doing random accents everywhere? Exactly. It's just to kind of spice up my life. I, exactly. <laughs> I believe it. And so I think Caroline Lee had a lot of interest in the story. I think she was excited to hear what's new from Leanne Moriarty. Mm-hmm. But I think it just got lost with the back and forth transitions of the day after the barbecue. Yeah. Before the barbecue. Yes. The day of the barbecue. That was the biggest problem. And I was just like, what is going on? But I can't say that I don't think she had interest because I think she had interest. And I think she wanted to find out in the end of the book, what is the big twist? What is that solid Leanne gold that I'm going to experience. Exactly. Yeah, I was waiting for that too. And she really did keep me entertained mm-hmm. throughout the book because I know that I looked at the time that was left a bunch of times and I was like, wait, we already have heard what happened at the barbecue. Why is there still four hours left? Mm-hmm. What else is coming? What else is there? So she kept me in because I was like, there has to be something else. There needs to be more. Okay, this other thing just happened. We just heard this other person's point of view. But there's still two and a half hours left now. Mm-hmm. Why? Exactly. And to be honest, it wasn't that big of a reveal. It wasn't. That's the thing. And that's some of the reviews that I was mm-hmm. reading because this is, I think, by far Leanne's worst. Wor- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was Brad's voice, not mine all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. And it was uh, her, I think, lowest rated as yeah. well. Because I was looking at it on Amazon and this one has a three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half, where all the other ones have four and a half. I'm telling you. Fours. Having this book compared to The Husband's Secret and Big Little Lies, and I haven't read the other ones, which I want to, but mm-hmm. those are the two I've made, I've read. It's not even comparable. Yeah. And I and I do have to say, I think we're, I want to talk about that in the content section of the of the book. Yeah. But I, I have ideas of why this book didn't really give me much joy yeah. to listen to. Yeah. And we're not the only ones. Yeah, we're not the only ones. A lot of the reviewers, a lot of the reviews that I read agree that they felt kind of tricked into reading this book. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree. I felt like there was so much buildup mm-hmm. for this other Leanne book. And I, I feel like she just phoned it in. Yeah, she phoned it in. There was a lot of unnecessary stuff that went into the audiobook, which we'll yeah. get into. Yes. But going back to Miss Lee, I also want to add here because I didn't think about this. But one positive thing about Caroline Lee's performance is that in terms of interest in the story, yeah. I think she can really relate to each of the characters. Because that is a positive thing from the book is that each character character is relatable in a way yeah. and i think that's a really powerful thing that thing that leanne does with her with her novels is that every character no matter what the crisis or twist is some way each character is relatable and, yes and so i think that's going along with caroline lee's interest is that she can relate to each character 
And so she can express those emotions and feelings of each character smoothly and without problem. And she does a phenomenal job with Mm -hmm. those emotions as well. I mean, there's points where she's screaming in the book. Like that? Yeah. That like, (laughs) that like gurgle in your throat is terrifying. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she screamed. She was crying. I mean, she did. She put a lot into this book. Mm hmm. I think she did a really, really great job. Mm -hmm. A lot like Big Little Lies. Our issues with the book are not with Caroline. Mm -hmm. They are with Leanne. Leanne. We're going to come for you, Leanne. In just a second. Just a second before we get done with Lee. Yes. Before we get done with (laughs) Miss Lee, as Brad has been calling her. (laughs) I feel like she's an Atlanta housewife or something. (laughs) I've been too much Potomac. (laughs) Yes, you have. Let's just kind of cut to the chase here did you get a clear picture of the novel in the infinity time (laughs) in the time that it took for my life to completely listen to this entire book exactly i did i felt like with all the time that we were given i did get a very clear picture of everything that was happening of the different settings houses the backyards where they were having the party school that they went to the fountain the fountain basically everything and anything you can think of yes i felt like was described in this book to a t to a t (laughs) where i could have potentially did a 3d printout Mm -hmm. of the entire town Mm -hmm. and all of the crap that was in erica's mother's house yes because erica's mother was a hoarder Mm -hmm. emphasis on whore (laughs) (laughs) what about you I I got a clear picture. I really think that she spent a lot of time describing everything. Things I don't really necessarily care about. Like Harry's house and the backyard and uh, who cares? Like what? I think they think we were going to think something was going to happen at the barbecue. Something did happen at the barbecue. Something did happen at the barbecue, but not with barbecue foods. Yes. There wasn't even barbecue food. Wasn't even barbecue foods. It was like pastries. Pa- like, what is this, brunch? We <sighs> got time for brunch. Is this high noon tea? They had afternoon tea before they went over to the barbecue. Who does that? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> they need a lesson in etiquette and food timelines. Mm-hmm. Because we ain't got time to be sitting around waiting for your pastries when it's said on the invitation barbecue. Exactly. So let's get into the review of the audiobook, shall we? Yes, let's shout. Or more so the content of the audiobook. Mm -hmm. I am so pissed. (laughs) I expected this book to be miraculous. I've waited months to read this book. That was your first mistake. That was my first mistake. Let's just talk about how my feelings were, because I documented it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I did. This is going to be the end of the world. (laughs) The apocalypse is tomorrow. Brad documented notes. Exactly. When I first started listening to this book, how many times do you think I had to restart it? Well, I know how many times you had to restart it, so I don't want to actually, like, correctly guess. Um, two times. Hmm. Four. Too many. Four too many. I should not have to restart an audiobook four times because I got lost within the first chapter. Yeah. So the book opens, of course, it's not a spoiler because it's the first chapter, but the book opens with Clementine performing a speech... With her cello? That's what I imagined. But then I learned she wasn't performing with a cello. She was just speaking, doing public speaking. Two cellos? No. To a room of cellos? 
Well, to an audience, but I thought when I read, first read the book, I said, okay, so she's performing with a cello. Wait, that's not it. That's, that's not what's happening. And then later, as I learn, she was just doing a, a speech. I guess the way the writing was worded, it was like, oh, she should be used to performing in front of people. She plays the cello. Oh. So I was like, oh. So it took me unnecessarily too long for that. That beginning. That beginning. I completely blocked that from my brain. Exactly. And so I had to start it four times because I was like, what is, they're talking about barbecue. They're talking about cellos. Something happens at the barbecue. Something happens. Frenemies, uh, public speaking. Like what is going on here? Right. So when you don't catch my attention within the first chapter, you are not going to catch my attention throughout the whole book. Yeah. Like it's just, it's there. It's that's, that's what's going on. The transitions that Leanne used were miserable because this is the first time Leanne Moriarty used back and forth flashbacks. Where like 50% of the book is in current time and 50% is in the past. Yes. And so usually with her books, it's kind of straightforward. Yes, things might happen in the past, but it's never, we're never brought back into the past. Or if in the case of Big Little Lies, it was a lot of little snippets of the police interviews and then going back to the past which ended up being our present exactly and then leading up to all the Mm -hmm. events in that one like with the husband's secret we were in the present the entire time but the big thing happened in the past right so she took a little time to explain what happened in the past but yet she still brought it to the present to be like okay now what do we do with it yeah but with this, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I was lost. For when they were going to the barbecue, there was before the barbecue, the day of the barbecue, the evening after the barbecue, the day after the barbecue. After the barbecue. There, like, it was, there was all so of many. that. There was all of that. But then when we went back to the present, which was the future, there was no indication whatsoever. No it indication. was just like, it's raining. And also, it kind of got on my nerves because I think it was later maybe in the 50s or the 40s of the chat the chapters there was like five back to back chapters where they said before the barbecue yes before the barbecue i'm like if it was before the barbecue just make it one chapter just make one chapter we don't need all of these extra things or even don't even mention it because there are some books that like say before this event and then they will go like 10 chapters after this event 10 yeah. chapters you know what i'm saying there what was that one Oh, it was the uh, the good girl where mm-hmm. it was like before, after, before, yes. after. I mean, we didn't like that book, we didn't but like it. I liked the fact that I could tell where we were and the timeline that we were on. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take me well into that chapter to figure out that we were then in the present slash future. Exactly. I don't want to have to be focusing on the event barbecue. Yeah. When that's not where the story is. Yeah. Because to be honest, I'm more interested, like, for instance, you mentioned the mom being a hoarder. I'm more interested in her in, in her story than what happened to the barbecue. Because I've heard about it so many times, what happened at the barbecue. Yeah. And my issue is that a lot of the details of the book were unnecessary. There wasn't a reason for us to go to Sylvia, who is Erica's mom, mm-hmm. so many times. Yes. We got the point that Erica does not like her mother and that her mother is a narcissist and not worth our time Mm -hmm. from the first meeting. Exactly. We didn't need all of the additional things. Erica going to her house to clean up. Mm -hmm. Erica and Oliver going to her house to clean up. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. It was just just bloated with things that were unnecessary. Mm -hmm. 
There were times where I was like, why are we still on this? There was two chapters. They were talking about shepherd's pie. Yes. The French horn. Yeah. Why are you talking about shepherd's pie? And the kids were like, oh, I don't want shepherd's pie. Oh, I don't want it. And they whined about why they didn't want shepherd's pie. And then Sam, who was basically me, was like, don't eat it. Yes. And like took their plates and threw them in the sink. Yes. I was like, thank you, Sam, for finally doing something. Exactly. But why are you going to be talking about shepherd's pie for two chapters? Why? There was the reason why this book is 17 and a half hours Mm -hmm. is literally because the pausing Mm -hmm. was really long Mm -hmm. and there was so many stupid details that didn't need to be in there. This Mm -hmm. book could have been 13 hours. Totally. A successful 13 hours. Totally. Yeah. I think this was her longest book. I I, I might be mistaken. I think it is. But this was her longest book and the most miserable. Yeah. I mean, it feels like she just wants to make these long books for, I don't know, the... The purpose of them becoming something else in the future. So I think I know what you're saying. Yes. I think that when this book was published, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman snatched up the rights. Not surprised. Very quickly. Because they knew that what they had with Big Little Lies TV show on HBO was going to be a hit. So they say, we got to get that woman's book next. We got we to gotta get it, make it a movie, make it a TV show. And not do The Husband's Secret, which was already out and already a very mm-hmm. success, mm-hmm. successful novel. Very successful. That was actually, to be honest, I think that was what put her on the mark. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Big Little Lies came out and everyone was like, oh my God, this is even better than The Husband's Secret. Yeah. So it just kept building and building. And I think when we got to this book, I was like, really let down. Yes. But I think what... And this could be totally wrong. I'm not a writer. I don't know the process of having a hit book after multiple hit books. Because the hypnosis, the love, the love hypnosis story, whatever book that is, and the other books that she said, they were all very popular. Right. So I think she had this idea of like, whatever I publish is going to be popular. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think that she created this book and she wrote this book to make it more movie-like. That makes sense. You know? The way that she wrote with the back and forth, past and present stuff, Mm -hmm. that could easily be presented in the film. Yeah, they already had a a show that was like that with the slap. Mm -hmm. They had a show that was very similar. Yeah. Where it was, okay, there's a party, this is happening, and there's all these characters where Mm -hmm. their lives are intertwined, and this is what happens, and then we go to the future and stuff like that. But it wasn't a book, I don't think. No. Mm -mm. But it worked as a TV show. Exactly. And so I feel like she was writing this for... TV. Yeah. And I think she said, okay, you're going to buy my new my new book. Let's make it easy for you to translate on TV. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have to say, I think it would have been a better TV show mm-hmm. than book. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. I don't think she needed to waste the time to turn this into a book if mm-hmm. all she wanted to do was write a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Also, before I forget uh, all, talking about the content... Leanne needs to step away from a certain theme that she's having in all of her books. Mm-hmm. And you know what theme it is. The twists that include this type of general, like this population yes. of, of characters. Yeah. She needs to step away because you're turning into a one trick pony. Yes. You're going to get typecasted. Exactly. So the next book, Boo Boo, you got to make it another twist that's better. That's all I got to say. Because this wasn't even a twist. Wasn't even a twist. This I was mean, like it was like family yeah. counseling or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And I th- and I think that they were trying to 
present this idea of generation with women. Yeah. And how Erica's mother was just this kind of evil, like he was a narcissist person who hated Clementine's mother for no reason. But in her eyes, she perceived her to, oh, you took my daughter. Yeah. You stole my daughter. Now you want my grandchild. You know, yeah. It was just this unnecessary hatred for this person. Yeah. And, and I, I think that like the message of the book mm-hmm. was she was trying to do something different than what was normal because there's a quote in there that, that says you can jump so much higher when you have a safe place to fall. Mm. In talking about Clementine's family basically welcoming Erica into theirs and taking care of her mm-hmm. and kind of supporting her because Erica's mom couldn't really support her or didn't have the time or was too self-involved to do that. So they were trying to put this idea out there that is like you want to nurture your children. You mm-hmm. want them to feel safe and have a home. But there was all this other stuff mm-hmm. again it was just bloat but then that trickled down to the twist and yeah. you saw the two characters that were involved in the, with twist and you were like oh my gosh like that's where it's all coming from but i think for me i was just like oh come on it was just confusing that's it that's yeah. it yes it was just a letdown because i didn't read this book thinking like oh i'm going to have an idea of you should foster children because mm-hmm. it'll help them in the future because it wasn't presented in that sort of way i feel mm-hmm. like leanne kind of missed the mark on the message that she was trying to portray and instead went for this marketing thing of oh it's a twist yeah it's, it's a, a twist, twist of what happens it's better than a big little lies twist and it's like which was not no you're really not again it was the twist i can't even call it a twist because it was more like a reveal it was a reveal yeah there was no twist it was just it was like oh this thing that happened okay mm-hmm. i'll see Stop. yeah hmm. And you're like, that's it? Yeah. That's what's it? And then, of course, they try to puzzle things together and say, oh, that's why that other thing happened. Gotcha. But again, that was the extent of my surprise. Yeah. And the one character, so there's the one character that kind of tells Erica's husband something when you have about two and a half hours left. I sped it up, so it was probably about four hours left, Mm -hmm. actually, if you were listening at one speed. That there's a character that tells Oliver something and then you kind of don't hear about it anymore. You don't really Mm -hmm. get told what it is until the very end when that same character tells a different character and then suddenly you're brought into what that mm-hmm. character's being told. Yeah. So suddenly it's important for us to hear mm-hmm. what that person says when it was already said before. Yeah. I was also thinking in terms of Harry as well. Because mm-hmm. Harry is a character in the book. He's a neighbor and he goes through something. And then when you think at the end, you're like, oh, that's what he was doing. But it was just it was It was so very unnecessary. unnecessary. And just confusing and it was not my favorite no and i got like when i say confusing i mean i got the twist we all got it we guessed it it. was it was just confusing for me of why i was so excited about this book yeah why did it take (laughs) seven hours to get to the twist Mm -hmm. and then why did it take seven more hours after that twist to live yeah with these characters even more like why yeah exactly what was the purpose so this isn't us i don't want to i don't i feel like we're bashing leanne which we are in a way however we want her to do better because we know she can do better we think she she can push herself she had what four five novels before this one she has a lot that were hits yes powerful amazing books And then we get this one. And I seriously think, I think I texted this to you. I think that this could have been a really good novella. 
Oh, yes. One to two hours, maybe three hours, much like Gillian Flynn's The Grown Up. Mm -hmm. It could have been great like that. It could have taught us the lesson. We could have appreciated the lesson. Mm -hmm. We could kind of absorb the lesson more than we're going to now because right now the lesson just felt tacked on. And even the story, like it's just the story was just like, "Mm, okay. I kept looking at the time. I was looking at the time. I'm still looking at the time. Yeah. I'm like, are we sure this is over? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait a second. Uh, I just looked at this two and a half hours ago and I still have two and a half hours. I sped it up to 2.0. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, she must have been talking like crazy. I am full on crazy eyes right now. You are. You have those Ramona eyes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are Are you you kidding kidding me? me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So how did you listen to this audiobook? I kind of put it off Mm -hmm. listening to it Mm -hmm. until it was the night of 4th of July and I finally slapped myself in the face and was like, you need to listen to Mm -hmm. this now. However, the 4th of July is literally the best time to listen to this book. It was because there there was a party, it was a barbecue, and I was not aware of that because I did not read what the book was about Mm -hmm. before starting it. So I listened to it. uh, My computer was kind of out of commission. So I sat on the couch and I listened to all 17 hours, Mm -hmm. but sped up and ended up being 11 hours. Mm -hmm. So all 11 hours on the couch. What about you? Uh, When did I start this book? Last week. It was last week. Yeah. This has taken, no, no, it was this week. It's was taken it? me a whole week to finish this book. And I listened to it, of course, on the car rides, listened to it on the 4th of July because I didn't have no plans because it was a Tuesday this year. So I got worked tomorrow. And I just kind of took my time with listening. I did have large chunks where I just sat in my bed and maybe listened to this, um, eat my cookout food by myself because I made hamburgers. Mm, that's nice. Myself. That's sweet. Me and Eddie. So lonely, uh, but Eddie probably took yeah. his to go. Yes, he did. To go sleep. Gotta go to bed, nine o'clock. But anyway. <laughs> we love you, Eddie. But yeah, so that's why I listened to this book. And I listened to it over overdrive. It took a while to get it. Mm-hmm. And I actually listened to this book, like the first couple of chapters, which it makes me even cringe to even say this, but I borrowed this book probably like two months ago to listen to it over overdrive and i had to start it and i restarted it three times then too oh my god and i said i can't have time for this so i returned it then i put myself back on the waiting list and i got it just in time for this episode Mm -hmm. and that's where i listened to it but a total of seven times i had to restart this book dang it's ridiculous that is ridiculous so would you listen to this audiobook again no nope would you read the book no would you wait for the Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman executive produced HBO TV show? 100% yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I will TV go show. to that screening if I, there is one. Yes. Entertainment Weekly, give us a shout out. Yeah. So to end this episode, are you going to shelf this or shove this? I think it's obvious. I think it is very obvious. Shove. <laughs> In sync. Uh, but yes we're gonna shove this um sorry about it leanne Mm -hmm. you were a disappointment to us right this time yes hopefully your next one in a couple years or whenever it comes out is better is better Mm. don't focus so much on where it's gonna go in the future focus on the now and how it's gonna make me feel forever oh my god you you are throwing the words down (laughs) oh my god you are good quick Uh. (laughs) Uh. well before we say bye 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 please go on to our Facebook and give us a like so you can stay up to date with us and all of the other books that we are listening to mm-hmm. and all of our happenings. 
And Brad is very active on our Twitter. Trying to be. Mm-hmm. Our handle is at Audio Shelf Me. Mm-hmm. Go follow us and see what shenanigans we all get into next. Exactly. And we, I want to give out some Twitter shout outs okay. to our lovely followers. We are getting very close with several of them. There's always Jory Loves a Story. We love We love jewelry. a Jory. We love a Jory. And also Deanna Reads. Mm-hmm. She is a wonderful book reviewer. And she's a close friend now. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that we're making all these connections. Exactly. And of course, here's Rebecca Solaire. Mm-hmm. And then our homegirl, Devin Sorvery, mm-hmm. who just released her own, like a new audiobook coming out. So check her Ooh, out. Yes. And then our Imogen Charge. Hey, girl. Oh. We just got a lot of good review friends. There's yes. there's Jock. Yes. Audio Jock. Uh, she's really awesome. So please check all these people out and... While you're at it, of course, continue to check us out. Yeah, and then we have the Audiobook Addicts on Facebook, too, which are is a great group to be yes. in. Yes, Audiobook Addicts, hey. Yes. And be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes Podcast, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And if you want two free audiobooks, please go to our website and click on the Audible affiliate link so you can download two free Leanne Moriarty books. Not truly madly guilty. Yes, not truly madly guilty. The husband's secret. There's the hypnotist love, love story. story. There gives some big little Three lies. Three wishes. Three wishes. A, any book that has a pretty cover that has flowers or anything. Yes. it's a Leanne book. The last anniversary. You, you gotta get them. Mm-hmm. Not truly madly Scoop guilty. Scoop them up. No, not truly. Don't waste your free. <laughs> Don't waste that free. All right. Well. Thank you for joining, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Audio Shelf. Having Tiffany and Vid's larger-than-life personalities there will be a welcomed reply. Respite. Respite? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> reply. I was like, wait. I thought it was going to say reprieve, been, and then I was like, wait. You've been listening to too much Hello, Hello Dolly. <laughs> I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> Having Tiffany and Vid's larger-than-life personalities there will be a welcome response. What is it? Respite. Respite. <laughs> the only reason I know this is because that's a big word in therapy for like PRP programs. Oh, God. It's Respite not even programs. that big. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Good catch. I heard it. I was like, what the hell? We are currently getting ices delivered to us. Yes, it's warm. <laughs> it's summer. You may enter. You may enter our lair. Uh. Oh, that's good. Oh, here we go. This oh, it's is in a, my body. This is f- the this is spiked our, lemonade. This is our barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> is it spiked? <laughs> it just, it's just Mountain Dew. <laughs> that's why it's spiked. Ooh, Ooh. wee. That's good. Ooh. Ooh, that yeah, is just good. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Ooh, spice of my life. Back every in. boy and every girl. <laughs> People of the world. <laughs> Taco Bell currently has a deal. Or slushies. What is it? One happy hour. Happy hour. Happiest hour. They're one dollar from two to five. My gosh, get on it and talk about pay us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
off and Taco Bell. <laughs> you need to get on it for this episode. Uh. This episode is going to be really short, but five minutes of it is us talking about how tasty our freezies are. <laughs> We're going to have a really good blooper section. Mm-hmm. A little icy came up. Yeah. So. <laughs> a little bit of that shock. Spiked. <laughs> Ooh, that icy is good.